Today's date is April 16th, 2023. We are reading from the big book of AA, uh, page 37, starting with uh, the paragraph, our behavior, up to and including the paragraph on page 39 that starts, that may be true. And Lynn Kay will be our reader, followed by a 20 minute share by Lisa P. Go ahead, Lynn. Thank you for allowing me to do service, recovered, compulsive overeater. Our behavior is as absurd and incomprehensible with respect to the first drink as that of an individual with a passion, say, for jaywalking. He gets a thrill out of skipping in front of fast-moving vehicles. He enjoys himself for a few years in spite of friendly warnings. Up to this point, you would label him as a foolish chap, having queer ideas of fun. Luck then deserts him, <clears throat> and he is slightly injured several times in succession. You would expect him, if he were normal, to cut it out. Presently, he is hit again, and this time has a fractured skull. Within a week after leaving the hospital, a fast-moving trolley car breaks his arm. He tells you he has decided to stop jaywalking for good, but in a few weeks, he breaks both legs. On through the years, this conduct continues, accompanied by his continual promises to be careful or to keep off the streets altogether. Finally, he can, do no, he can no longer work, his wife gets a divorce, and he is held up to ridicule. He tries every known means to get the jaywalking idea out of his head. He shuts himself up in an asylum, hoping to mend his ways. But the day he comes out, he races in front of a fire engine, which breaks his back. Such a man would be crazy, wouldn't he? You may think our illustration is too ridiculous, but is it? We who have been through the ringer have to admit if we substituted alcoholism for jaywalking, the illustration would fit us exactly. However intelligent we may have been in other respects, for alcohol has been involved, we have been strangely insane. It's strong language, but isn't it true? Some of you are thinking, yes, what you tell us is true, but it doesn't fully apply. We admit we have some of these symptoms, but we have not gone to the extreme you fellows do, nor are we likely to. For we understand ourselves so well after what you have told us that such things cannot happen again. We have not lost everything in life through drinking, and we certainly do not intend to. Thanks for the information. That may be true of certain non-alcoholic people who, though drinking foolishly and heavily at the present time, are able to stop or moderate because their brains and bodies have not been damaged as ours were. But the actual or potential alcoholic, with hardly an exception, will absolutely, will be absolutely unable to stop drinking on the basis of self-knowledge. This is a point we wish to emphasize and re-emphasize 
to smash home upon our alcoholic readers as it has been revealed to us out of bitter experience. Let us take another illustration. Thank you very much. Uh, next, we'll have our 20 minute share by Lisa P. And would you like me to watch the time, Lisa, or are you? Yes, please. Um, how about five minutes, two minutes at the end? Okay. Um, and I'll stop because I have no concept of time. <laughs> Hi there. My name is Lisa. I'm a compulsive overeater and uh, 100 pounder multiple times. Why? Because I left. And because um, the program works. <laughs> I mean, it does. And um, now I, uh, back in the day, I would hear, keep coming back, it works. And it, like in my mind, that was a jingle. And now I hear, don't leave. And so I abstain from leaving. It's that simple. Um, if you made it to this meeting, like I somehow made it to this meeting, this meeting has a ton of recovery, take, take numbers. I took numbers and I did not want to because I did not want other people. And what I realized is I kept hearing it's a we program, it's a we program. Well, then I realized all the steps are plural, we, ours. So I bought into that. Um, I got into recovery in 88. Uh, in Palm Springs, California, which was great because we had some LA people with their LA OA juju come to Palm Springs. And, um, you know, LA has been around, you know, that's where it started. And so uh, my first sponsor was a, a little chubby, short Jewish lady, um, kind of like Roseanne, but not as short. <laughs> and she was incredibly spiritual, which was really important because I did not have a God. I thought people that believed in God were weak-willed and spineless, and it was a crutch. And I'm here to tell you, if it's a crutch, I want that crutch. I like that crutch. And so that was great. That was amazing. I had eight years at that time. Food neutrality comes really quickly to me if I get the alcoholic foods out. And um, the good news is I was uh, abstinent before my pregnancy, during my pregnancy, and, and like for major formative years for my kids. Um, however, I stopped doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm stopped, I stopped doing what, uh, you know, works and I, I go to less meetings. I make less phone calls. Um, I kind of just take this gift, give it back to God, like I'm returning something at Target and I'm like, I got it. And so I leave not intentionally really, um, you know, insidiously. <laughs> And then uh, my life is unmanageable, unbearable, really quickly. And then I and then I go back to the food, and like the food is the last to go. They say, and it's true for me. Um, progressive nature of the disease. The first time it took me five years to gain it back. Then it took me three years. Then it took me uh, one year. Only hundred pounders can do that. I mean. Seriously, 100 pounders are people, we have meetings for 100 pounders, people that need to lose or have lost uh, at least 100 pounds. And partly because um, nobody really gets, well, maybe they do, but the social and emotional um, and you know, societal uh, stress of being fat. And I say fat 
I used to hate that word. I was like obese or overweight. No, my recovery, I could say fat. Um, being that being that fat, being that overweight is like really hard um, in a lot of ways. And uh, especially um, in America for a woman, period. And so um, the last time I gained it back, it was in six months and my cardiovascular status was in trouble. So, um, oh, by the way, I have a condition called CRS, forgot to tell you this. It stands for can't remember stuff. And so I have a tendency to speak really quickly. I'm trying not to now because I'll forget stuff. And then I realize that's ego. I think like, oh goodness, I have to say something really important. So I'm trying to slow it down. Um, anyway, I uh, next moved to San Diego where there's a ton of recovery. And that was great because um, some LA people were there too. San Diego has good recovery. There's a workshop coming up. I gave it to Tanya. She might put it in the chat. And um, after the six month waking, you know, all my weight, I mean, seriously, I can go on a cruise and gain 40 pounds, but a 10 day cruise, I'm not kidding. But all my cruises, I've been abstinent. So go figure. And also my timeline, I have no clue. Uh, how long I was out, but I'll tell you the last time I was out, when I came back, there were recordings, there were podcasts, there was like, uh, there was a whole bunch of stuff, you know? Oh, speaking about technology, I just want to give a plug for Zoom. I have, um, in August, I have four years of abstinence, and when Zoom came along, I saw these people that called themselves recovered, and I thought, who are these cocky people using that word? Who are these people? But I wanted what they had because like they looked happy really quickly. <laughs> like I would see them a wreck in a meeting like I was. And then in like a matter of weeks, they were just so different. They had that like God spark in their eyes. And you know, the, you know what the big book talks about. It's like, there's something about them. You can't really um, pinpoint it. They were happy. I wanted to be happy. Their lives were more manageable. I remember a woman saying, before I was recovered, none of my surfaces on my on my house were were cleared. Like you couldn't even sign a document. You had to like clear an area. So my life gets really unmanageable. Financial, relationships, career, uh, whatever, you name it. And um, so you know I don't know where I am with this. Um, oh, so I wanted what you guys had. So I kind of hung out on the fringes and I wasn't going to jump in because I thought that you guys were cocky and it was kind of like, I, in my own mind, I would call you the step birds because everyone was happy and step, get it, step. And so I um, finally uh, drank the Kool-Aid and came in completely. And you know that milk mustache commercial? I have a Kool-Aid mustache. I am an advocate for doing the steps to the big book and doing them quickly so I can have a spiritual awakening, psychic change, get the heck out of pain. And otherwise I'm gonna have to eat. I'm a compulsive overeater, I'll have to eat. So um, yeah, thanks everybody for turning me on to uh, the big book. Also, along with CRS, I had some cognitive changes in the last few years. So being in a big book study, you guys read me or, you know, you read the big book to me. I don't have to read it. My sponsees read, read it to me. That's wonderful. 
Um, also, I'm um, Zoom challenge has to do with that cognitive stuff. So I'm so excited to see the little boxes. There's so many boxes because normally I'm on the phone um, because it's easier. <laughs> I know how to do it. Um, I have no idea where I was, but I'll tell you that um, the recovered movement, if you will, that's what I was calling you guys. And I mean, you guys, because like there's so many people at this meeting that are part of the recovered and not cocky. Because it's only one day at a time. Oh, you know what else I learned this time around? I learned, well, of course I said don't leave, but I learned that, you know how everything's, you know, one day at a time. I thought it was one day at a time, stay out of the food, one day at a time, stay, um, take life on life's, life's terms. And that's true. But what I found this time is one day at a time, if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, you know, prayer, meditation, do my 10 steps, Oh, newcomers, you'll hear people say, I live in 10, 11, and 12. What that means is every day we're doing steps 10, 11, and 12. Actually, one, two, and three, all of them. <laughs> but 10, 11, 12 is like super duper important. I got a drink. So anyway, um, I don't, you know, see the CRS, okay? Um, so I just, I'm going to go to the reading and like if stuff comes up, I'm going to come back. I want to put a plug in for the big print, uh, big print, uh, um, big, well, they call it the big book. It's Alcoholics Anonymous for those of you, and you can't see the title because they, I guess, anonymous, <laughs> it's like embossed. And the plug is uh, Spiral Downs, Kinko's, FedEx, whatever, so that it's easy to highlight and what have you. Um, also, I wanted to just say that if you notice the, the password to get in has the number 164 in it. That's because the first 164 pages of this book, of all the editions, are pretty much the same. So, you know, that's the 164. That's where the answers are. This is, you know, this is a textbook. So I do better with, you know, spiral down, uh, spiral down textbooks. Okay, so a long time ago, uh, Kim said or asked me, you know, hey, can you can you talk? Well. I don't know what, what paragraph I'm going to, I think Kim knows what paragraph I'm going to be on. She's so organized. And so when I got my, my, my reading, I'm like, oh my gosh, Jay Walker. Perfect. This is famous. And I kind of want to get a t-shirt that says recovered Jay Walker. <laughs> you know, that'll be like an inside scoop for people who get it. So, um, you know, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing and expecting different results. I can start tomorrow. I can take that one compulsive bite, blah, blah, blah. Well, I do the same thing, or I did the same thing over and over. And I know the results. <laughs> I know the results and I still do it. That's insanity. Um, oh, you know, they ta he talks about being locked away in an asylum. I totally wanted to, you know, get locked up so that I wouldn't eat. Um, I was a fat kid. My first diet was at age eight. I wanted to be put away forever. Talk about geographic. <laughs> you know, an asylum is a really, you know, good geographic. Um, I learned that when there's italics in the big book back in the day, it was expensive to, to put it in. So if it's in italics, you know, it means a lot. And I noticed that 30, ay, ay, ay. I think it was 36 also has the same italics about knowledge didn't do anything, you know, self-knowledge didn't do anything. 
I know about this. I was a fat kid. Hmm, cookie or apple? Let me think. Duh. I mean, I feel like we know more about nutrition than nutritionists, right? We've been reading those labels and dieting for years. First syllable in diet is die. Um, and so, you know, that saying, I'm going to mess it up. Like the big book doesn't say much, but it says much a lot of times. So the self-knowledge is repeated, you know, alcoholic working with alcoholic. Um, so I noticed the italics. Uh, I think, I think that's what I've got to say about this reading, except that, um, I really don't like jaywalking. I liked eating. <laughs> so that's what it was. I did that repeatedly. And now this time around, when I first got on zoom, I was getting like the doctor's opinion shoved down my throat. And I thought, is this like a coincidence? All the meetings are talking about the doctor's opinion. You know, like what the heck? I got it. I got it. Step one, got to do it perfectly. None of the other steps we have to do perfectly. We can't do them perfectly, but step one, I got to do perfectly or I'm going to go back to the food. And I got it. I got it. Sometimes I'll ask Bontes, you know, what, what step do you think the, the doctor's opinion is? And everybody has a different answer. There's no right answer, but some people say zero. Some people say 0 0.5. <laughs> For me, it's one. So I got it. And, you know, if there was no doctor's opinion, there would be no book. And there had to be a book because there was no Facebook and Zoom. And, you know, they had to get the book. They had to mail the book. And, um, you know, doctor's opinion. Uh, doctors were God back then. So they really needed that. I know I have an allergy. I know it. I always knew it. I didn't do what I needed to do. To I didn't do the one day at a time thing. Doing what I needed to do. Um, listen, I want to like put my face up there and say, don't leave. <laughs> I got it this time. Don't leave. That's just one of my, um, my gosh, I got that too. So this time around, fourth time around is a charm for me. Um, I've maintained my weight for years, same, same pants, same, um, 13 years, same pants, same everything, but I was not happy not happy. I had everything. I had every, the kid, the car, the house, the career. Couldn't appreciate it. I was miserable. Antidepressants, eh, not helpful. Uh, therapy, eh, not helpful because you notice that doesn't work. Self-knowledge, not helpful. Dieting, oh my gosh. Oh, I wanted to say one more thing about this reading. Do you notice that they're talking about the different kinds of alcoholics, but they're saying, Bill was very smart. Say a lot of stuff you know, say little stuff a lot of times. So you kind of get the moderate, the heavy and the alcoholic and in, in part of this reading. So yeah, I knew right away I was the alcoholic. I had no question in my mind. I just didn't get step one. I just kept going back. So the doctor's opinion being like, I don't want to say shoved down my throat. I want to say shoved in my face from people like Kim and people like Harlan and people like a group that I can't talk about because they're not um, conference approved. I heard it. You know, how many times do I read, you know, you guys read to me like um, a, a vision for you. And like, all of a sudden I'll go, how long was that in there? <laughs> you know, something clicks all of a sudden. And so the doctor's opinion clicked. And Kim has a great workshops. So I know that Tanya will put them in the chat. Thanks, Tanya. And um, one of them is a six-week, five-week 
um, first step workshop. And I've sent people there and they're going and they report back to me because Kim wouldn't let me go. She's a really hard tush. And so I wanted to go because I it's for like chronic relapsers. Hello. And um, so now people tell me how great it is. They tell me about it. And um, so I feel like I'm going. <laughs> Plus, they're getting it. Um, some of the people actually were recovered and relapsed. When I ask why why they think they relapsed, you know, my answer is because I'm a compulsive overeater and I wasn't doing 10, 11, and 12 every day. But they'll say, oh, you know, because I got fired. Oh, because no, it's never that. It's never a situation. However, um, they're getting it, especially with the step one workshop. It's closed now, but there's a two other workshops. And I highly recommend that. Um, I don't know how to explain this, but I thought that the 12 steps were kind of, I hear people go, oh, it's magical. And I would roll my eyes. And I thought it was neuroscience. And then I did the steps with a big book sponsor. And step seven, I have no idea what happened, but poof, total poof. Things were gone. And I got other stuff in, in, you know, in place. You know, it was just amazing. And so that's when I had my spiritual awakening seven. It's not like a common one, is it? But um, I do believe it's magical. I go in as a skeptic and I'm a believer. And to me, that's a great way to believe. I also used to hear people go, oh, I have the best sponsor. And I roll my eyes again, like, please, I, you know. The only best sponsor I had was that very first one. Oh, if you're from LA and you're an old timer. Oh, long timer. Um, her Two name minutes. is Ida. Two minutes, oh, please. Thank you. Thanks, Darcy. Yeah. Um, they, uh, see. I know. Uh, I know. No, but I so appreciate it. Remember, just stop me when it's time and I'll just shut up because I could stop anywhere since I'm not linear, you know? <laughs> Good luck keeping track of this. Um, oh, so I would roll my eyes and go, oh, the perfect sponsor, please. And then I got the perfect sponsor. I did. I mean, I don't roll my eyes anymore. Rolling my eyes was contempt prior to investigation. I do not do that anymore. What I noticed with 10 steps, this is so duh. You know how they're like one finger pointing out and three fingers. Point I didn't understand that until because I have like some spatial stuff, which is why Zoom is. I realized the three fingers are like this way. So with my, with my 10 steps, I already know it's all about me, but I have to go through it with another because I'm a lousy judge of myself. Everything is God to myself and another human being. And thank God there's so many other human beings out there. I don't have to pick from my small group, but you know, in Portland, which by the way, has amazing recovery. Um, oh, I want to tell you. So I grew up in Miami beach then Palm Springs, then San Diego. For a hairy, fat girl, that was hell. And so it's kind of good to be in Portland. But now I'm not fat, so go figure. But again, I'm using that word. That's recovery for me. So the rolling your eyes, what I noticed is if I'm judgmental about something, about you, it's because I am judgmental about me and I think you're thinking the same thing. Because aren't you? <laughs> That's my number one dishonesty that I like put thoughts in your head and they're negative. The good news is that doesn't happen anymore. That was like one of the poofs. 
Oh, I got to tell you something else. Ten steps, everyone so far, is a poof. It's relieved. I could be raging. Well, I don't really rage. I just. Um, I have a grandson that I watch, and I um, he's a toddler. And I'm telling you, on the days I don't do prayer and meditation, on the days I'm like, ah, I'll do it after this. I'll do it after that. I have a bald spot. I pull out my hair from this kid. I'm kidding, but I want to pull out my hair. Or I have a bruise on my forehead from banging my head against the wall. Toddlers, you're not supposed to have babies in your 60s. There's a biological reason for this. But the grandma gig is so cool. No one prepared me for this big grandma love. And so I'm very fortunate. Uh, three of us are raising this kid, mom, dad, and me. My shifts are a lot of the times during the meetings. And so my camera's off. Also, my camera's off because I'm forgetful, right? Can't remember stuff. And one time I was at a meeting that I frequent, and I guess I went to the bathroom and my, my sound was on. My sound and my camera are routinely off. I don't know what I hit. And then someone texted me and said, did you just flush? And I'm like, oh my gosh. So really my camera's off a lot because I'm doing food prep or you're having, you're, I'm dining with you or um, I've got the kid who for some reason, as soon as I start talking, he gets louder. Um, oh, I wanna tell you something about food prep. and So carrying a lunchbox, I brag about that. That is like bringing my food. Now I used to bring it and not eat it, I'd go out. No, nope, not anymore. And um, food prep, I, what's that? I make batches. If I showed you a photo of my freezer, outdoor freezer and indoor, you would be like, oh my God, you're crazy. Yes, I am. And that's why I have to prepare. So I, I can't wait that five minutes. And, you know, I got to have it ready or 10 minutes, whatever. Um, so preparing food. I do that when I'm on the phone with you or when I'm on Zoom with you guys. So I'm off camera a lot, but I hear, look, I hear everything if I can, <laughs> but I don't remember everything. <laughs> So anyway, I heard from a guy named Broccoli Bob. He's here in Portland. And he said, I don't get to eat everything I like, but I like everything I eat. And I do. And that's time, Lisa. Oh, thanks. I just want to say nature made a lot of good food for me. And that's what I eat. Thank you. Thanks for the time. Bye.